Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to this podcast with Pastor Mubarakota. Mubarakota is the founder and leader of Christ Love World Outreach, a global evangelical ministry that is impacting the lives of many worldwide. Mubarak, an anointed teacher of the word, teaches the good news that has the power to heal the brokenhearted, free the captives, and change lives. Stay connected as you receive God's inspired word. Now, today's message. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Right. So last week I began to share with you on what exposing Satan's what deceptions. And I think Prophet just gave us a summary. And that we said Satan operates with what lies, deception, and what fear and satanic projection. Praise the Lord. And after everything we said, we said that the way to overcome Satan, James 4, 7, was to what? First, humble yourselves before God. So submit yourselves therefore to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. A lot of people say resist the devil and he'll flee, but Satan is not going to flee from anybody who does not submit to God. So if you are not in submission to God, then there's no way Satan is going to run away from you. Satan doesn't run away from empty people. You get it. So when you see Satan, go. What is in you? will determine whether he will go or he will not go. That's why when the sons of Skiva went up to that guy and he said, who, who are you? He said, it's Paul I know, Christ I know, but you, who are you? Then the guy received beatings. Because it's not just about using your mouth to bind and cast out, but what is in you, the content, you get it. That is why when you become a Christian, the Christian life must work on your character. Because character has a direct bearing on purity. Do you get it? Your character must be truly transformed. So if you're a Christian today, in the next five years, when we meet you, you should be a transformed person in not just about your dressing or you, if you are wearing all these nice style and everything, and but your character has not really changed. You are not a Christian. And the content in you is not producing any effect. Satan weighs all of us. People who have true character, mm, that's their weight behind what they do. Do you get it? So take someone like Samson, Joseph. The weight of their character determine how far they could go and how far they could stand against Satan and overcome him. Do you get it? So when you say submit yourself to God, it's like build character so that in the day of trouble, out of what you've built now when you act when you say in the name of jesus it will work mm-hmm. so see neighbor let the word of god let it change you true and true don't be mixed mixed become a true christian in terms of character indeed like what you do you get it that's what it should be changed a christian when you when we see you we should not hear 
you you say a then when we ask what did he say say b is not right a is a b is b you may not be there yet but it's something you must deliberately work towards do you get it it's not like if we meet your friend and you say hey do you know this girl say, hey that girl no it means you are not true but when we meet you say oh that girl oh she's a good girl whether in church in the house she's a good girl amen so that was just by it. but today i want to continue from here now every test this scripture it shows us two things okay the second part of the scripture shows us our our relationship with satan it is resist the devil so the process of resisting the devil is something we should learn so today I want to talk about passing the test. Because when you resist the devil, to God is a test, but to Satan is distraction. But if you are really submitted to God, it's not going to be distraction for you. Do you get it? Have you ever seen those people? Maybe if you watch GTV, but if you watch those National Geographic and Discovery Channel. This is why they have some funny, funny things they do. Sometimes they can put a rope they, between two high mountains. Then they will put a rope. Then they will swing uh, to the other side. Uh-huh. Now, if they put you there and they put Dodo there and Dodo has a rope and you don't have a rope, to her, it's a hobby. But to you, it's a death sentence. Do you get it? Because what, as for her, she's doing... We, just, just yesterday, I was watching one of them. The guy jumped without any parachute. He just had some dress on. And as he was going... Did you watch it? Uh, as he was going, another guy jumped with a parachute and came down and came to catch up with him and put his legs in some bag that he was wearing. Then they all landed. Like, so beautiful. <laughs> but, you see, without the parachute, that is the end. You will never see the daylight again. Yeah. So, Satan is dealing with Brother Peter and I. He thinks he's trying to destroy us. But he doesn't know we are part of those who have the rope. So, when we jump, we won't die. We will go down. We won't, it's not that we all of us will go down, but we will come back again. That's how our relationship with God is like. Do you get it? So we go, we, we hook on, it's like an airplane. Recently on social media, I see some people suggest are jumping. You see, if you jump from an airplane and you don't have that bag, which they call parachute, you may not even get down. Because even the pressure alone as you can come, remove your eyes. And if you try to get down to <laughs> you may not survive. Most of the time, you will survive. You get it? I had a funny story. How a, a pastor, a, an imam, <laughs> and a schoolboy, and I think an arm robber were in a play together. Then... As the plane was coming to crash, 
the pastor who will pray for them and everything, he jumped first. Then there were just about two uh, parachutes. So the imam to say, you know me, I'm an imam. So whatever happens, it's fine. You people will survive. Then the imam jumped. So the the Amrabah and the schoolboy was there and they said, okay, since you are a little boy, uh, I beg, you go, you have a future, so take the part. And the small boy said, oh, don't worry, the pastor, the greedy pastor, it was my school bag he took. So this is, these are the two original parachutes we have left. So all of us will survive. The pastor has jumped with the school bag. He doesn't know. <laughs> He's in heaven now. <laughs> Hallelujah. So he says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Now when the Bible says submit yourselves to God, what is he really talking about? You see, lately God has been really teaching me about Satan, faith, how Satan attacks, how he, he gets us, how sometimes we forget. Two days ago, I was lying down reading a book. Then the Spirit of God ministered something through the book to me, and I was shocked. He said, faith is a journey, not a destination. I thought, wow. You know, when you read scriptures like they overcame by the blood and the word of their testimony, you immediately think, oh, faith is an attainment. So there's an end to faith. There's no end to faith. Faith is a continuous lifestyle we have till we die. Yeah. So if you had a pain in your leg and it went for a year, it does not mean Satan may not want to bring it back. Because if in your mind you see that Faith is a destination. It means once you've rebuilt the pain, it's gone. It should not come back. No. The Bible says he left him for an opportune time. Even Jesus. So from time to time, Satan will visit Jesus and tempt him. Just that we did not record. They did not record it. So what he was trying to tell me, like, there are going to be many series, many seasons of attacks. But because faith is a journey, don't go weary. As you keep moving, you will be strengthened. Because if he says something like, resist the devil and he will flee, then I think what he's trying to tell us is that it's not that if you resist Satan today, he's gone and that's it. It's like he didn't say it, he didn't capture it in any form of tense like, if you resist the devil, that's it. He said, resist the devil. So at every point in time, when Satan comes, what do you do? You resist him. We have a background with God that Satan comes to tamper with. Okay? Let me show you a scripture. First Samuel 10, 1. Lima Zokabazi. I said, passing the test. Second Samuel, sorry, 10. 
And it came to pass after this that the king of the, the king of the children of Ammon died, and Hanun his son reigned in his stead. Two. Then said David, I will show kindness unto Hanun, the son of Nahash, as his father showed kindness unto me. And David sent to comfort him by the hand of his servant for his father. And David's servants came into the land of the children of Ammon. So this was David when he had the whole of 2 Samuel, first, 2 Samuel 1, 2, 3. It talks about David came, coming to be king. How Saul died, David coming to be king and all of that. So by 2 Samuel 10, David had now settled. And he thought of the king of Ammon, how he did him good. But the man had died. So he said, okay, I'm going to send a delegation to his house. So they will go and tell his son, who is a Hanon guy, that sorry for your father's loss. I'll be with you and I'm with you. Give me Amplified. <clears throat> Take the monitors out, please. And David said, I will show kindness to Hanan, son of Nahash, as his father did to me. So David sent a servant to console him for his father's death. And they came to into the land of the Ammonites. Three. But the princes of the Ammonites said to Hanan. So again, bad counsel. David is the king. He wishes this man well. He sends a delegation to his, his hometown and says, Look, your father is dead. I'm sorry for what happened. I'm with you. No evil intentional. Now look at what his princes did. The princes of the Ammonites said to Hanon, their lord, do you think that it is because David honors your father that he has sent comforters to you? He has not rather sent his servants to you. Has, sorry, has he not rather sent his servants to you to search the city, spy it out, and overthrow it? Now, this is a classic example of how Satan plays, plays with our minds. When God means well with us, when God has good intentions for us, when God has, you see, Satan always looks for the opportunity. This is the same thing Satan did at the garden. God had good intentions, but Satan came and said, yeah, you know, God does not mean good like that. Too. He does not mean, he's a liar. God means good. David means good. He says, look, I have a good plan for Joel. You know, Eugenia, I have a very good plan. Just stay here. Satan will come. Are you sure God has a good plan for you here? I'm talking about passing the tests. Are you sure? Are you sure you are okay? Are you sure you are doing the right thing? Are you sure God is not trying to destroy your life by making you stay in a single room after you finish school? Your father has houses in wherever. And you don't even have a correct bed to sleep on. Are you sure this four you finish university? And this four in a room that some of you are sleeping on the floor, just lying about in the name of doing church. Are you sure it's a wise thing you are doing? Are you sure that after you finish your school, you've done your master's that you can get a job and earn money? Are you sure that you are not wasting your life standing under this tree doing with two people saying you are doing church? Are you sure? One day someone came to church, went home, and someone called and said, What church do you go to that you close six o'clock in the evening? 
When God is trying to rather change your life through the church, Satan has also come and said, are you sure that this is not the intention of God? But will you pass the test? Let's see. Yeah. So Satan comes to us many times. Are you sure? You know, <laughs> that's why me as a part, if you ever ask me that you want to do something, I'll tell you that I pray about it. No, yeah, I don't know. There's someone in this, he's told me many times, he wants to give his car to the church. I said, no, 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 no. If you want to, don't even tell me. If you tell me, I'll discourage you. Because you see, if you tell me you want to give your car to the church, and so it has a seat, let's go, you and God should deal with it. Yeah. Because God must speak to you and you must be sure. Because if you talk to him, I say, oh, it's a nice idea. <laughs> the next minute, you say, ah, where the pastor Mubarak has taken my car. <laughs> You get it, but I'm, yeah, no, I'm not in the business of taking people's cars. So I say, oh, no, no, I discourage the person every time. I say, oh, don't, don't give it, don't give it. I'm not here to take cars. Are you sure? Ask your neighbor, are you sure? And listen, when Satan comes in, it's with a very strong voice. He makes his arguments well. He makes, look, he said, the princes. So you can imagine Satan speaking through the voice of these Nobel princes. Are you sure David has not come to spy your country out? Then verse 4. Hallelujah. So Hanon took David's servants. Mm. A man who means good old. Took the servant, prophet come. Every day, once you are sitting, every day, you know I'll be using for the example. They had beers. He shaved half of, so if like they have beer, he shaved half like this. And turn your back, cut their bottles, garments in the middle, and their hips, and say, go back to your master. Somebody who means good, sit down. Brother Peter, now, this is how we treat God. Oh. When God is trying to... You know, sometimes hardship is a test. Oh. And if you don't understand the will of God in hardship, you easily back, backslide. Because hardship is a test. Listen, God tests who he loves. And we saw that when he tested Christ to go to the cross. It was a test. Didn't he raise him back? God tests him who he loves. We saw that when God tested Abraham with his only son, didn't he give Isaac back to Abraham? In fact, he fights with Abraham. If you cut Isaac, I'll kill you. I will finish you. Don't cut the boy. And not only did he give him Isaac, he gave us to Abraham also. So, the intentions of God comes in tests and trials. The good intentions... The good purposes, the good plans, that things may not be working and God is involved, does not mean God is wicked. But you see, if your mind does not work, Satan will come and begin to tell you, look, this is your thing that you are claiming is God. Better find some solution. And this is how people who should have waited on God, who should have accepted God's plan, who should have, I mean, believed in the purposes of God, they saved God's beard half and removed God's bottles and threw God away. 
Yes, the true God. Ah, if you are in church, hmm, brothers and sisters, and things are not working the way they should work, huh? and you live and go and find a boyfriend, haven't you saved God? No, haven't you saved God? You've saved him. If I, you, you didn't save half. You saved quarter. Quarter is more humiliating than half. You didn't remove God's back or you remove all his drawers. Because we make a mockery of God. It's, isn't it a mockery when a child of God, you, you say you're a lady, you, you are preaching to people, then you end up sleeping with the person you are preaching to for money. Isn't it a mockery? She, he will even be laughing at you. Like, are you not the one who said you're a dickness in church? Are you not the one who said every Sunday you are going to church? What is the use of all your money to start a six o'clock church that you go? Yeah. So Hanon took David's servants and shaved off half of their beards and cut off their garments in the middle at their hips and sent them away. Five. When it was told David, he sent to meet them for the men were greatly ashamed. We make God ashamed when he's trying to help us. Yeah. If you could only see two years from now, you would be very ashamed with the kind of attitude you have towards church. If you could see a year from now, have you seen sometimes how you want to do things for people, but it's like, for instance, there are people in my house. Only me, I know the intentions I have for them. Only me and my wife know. But you see, they may act well or not act well because they don't know. Do you get it? That is the same way. Only God knows the intention he has for So they don't know. So if they act well, it's to their advantage. Or? Yes. Because blessed is the one who has not seen but believes. So if the person does not know by still acting properly, then it's a great blessing when the blessing comes. So if you are in church and you don't know what is ahead of you, you get it? You don't know what is ahead of you. And you are still acting faithfully. And God looks at you and says, wow, angels, look at this guy. Mubarak, look at him. His small church, look at how he's forcing. One day we will look back in our midweek. As I said, I said, one day we will look back at our midweek and say, what were we even doing? Because look, the whole place is empty. But what kept us going? We love him. Look at our midweek. Powerful midweek service. I'm preaching as if there are thousands of Can't you see the energy I'm preaching? Even more than Sunday cry. I don't care about it. If it's two people who I'll preach. I'll see how I do God's work. Yeah, I do God's work with a lot of zeal. Now, if God sees me like this, I've not seen the things I had, oh, Brother Peter. I'm not, I've not yet seen the private jets. I've not seen the $70,000 Rolex. I've not seen the land Santa. <laughs> but yet, see my zeal. My energy. As if it's a, it's a what? It's a 10,000, 30,000, 50,000 sitter See the way I'm preaching. Powerfully. I didn't say, oh, I'm coming to meet just three people, so I'll dress and Even if it's one person. When I'm come, you see that I've come to preach. That is how we must act with God. We don't have to see. We don't have to see. If the guy knew the intentions that David had, because David was a very powerful king. Listen, David's days, in David's day, nobody could defeat the guy. Ah, 
You read first Samuel, second Samuel, and see the man. And a man like this is extending a hand, and you say, you listen to these foolish advices. Sit down, sit down, sit down, princes, sit down. And that is some of us are princes, there are four. One is here, one is here, one is here, one is here. And they are always talking into your ear. As God is trying to save you, you don't know what is ahead. So you must act well. David said, and they said they were greatly ashamed. Now, the back and forth of all this is that they went and went and went and went till it turned into a fight. It's a very long scripture. Turned into a fight. David came, fought them. They went to hide some people. The people ran away. They hide. Go to verse 18. They, they went to hide the Syrians. Oh, simple. Oh, I have come. Hallelujah. Oh, David, thank you. Then you send the, the people back with gifts. King, thank you for your delegation. We accept it. We are here with you. Then you just give them gifts. They go back. They didn't do it. Now look at it. They went to high Syria. The Syrians fled before Israel. David slew of them. Men of 700 chariots and 40,000. Just one decision you could have made to be in church and act sensible, small, like, you know, just be around and just, oh, I finished school, but I wait on God. Imagine me. Just one simple decision don't work. I mean, all these things are coming. Can't you see the kind of fruits we are producing? Listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. All glory goes to God. Our church, if you put Kumasi Akra church, joke, 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 I'm not sure we'll get to even, maybe 150, 200. If you put everything together, let's say even 150 or 120. That's our total membership. Then we are going for a, a conference. I asked how many people have registered. Almost 30 people, of, almost 40 people. Brother Peter, look at the ratio. Look at it's a, it's a, it shows a clear line of a sacrificial church. Yes, by the grace of God. And all these things come. Look at some sometimes these guys they can be around to midnight. Nobody's memory, nobody's talking. We are dead. We all of us we are dead to this thing. We are just doing it. Because when he said he wanted me to sow that seed of sacrifice first. One time I was asking first to say, oh, are you not going to school? He says, I'm on vacation. Ah, so all these two months, where are you on vacation? He says, yes, I'm on vacation. And you are here? He says, yes. Won't your parents know? He says, oh, they've accepted that I should be in Accra. People have vacated and they, are, they finished school. They are still around. Because you see, when you give it, God will give it back to you. Amen. Oh, there's nothing God will take from you that he will not give back to you. There's nothing. Just simple, oh, David, we've accepted. They didn't. Back and forth, 40,000 horsemen are dead. Are dead. So your inability to recognize that Satan is talking to you, your inability to recognize that like God is asking you to do something, and your inability to respond quickly, eh, it leads to many casualties in life. It leads to many confusions. It leads to many problems along the line as you grow. People can make terrible mistakes that when you hear, you ask, this one, unless God himself comes out, there, there's no way it can be corrected. Be easily entreated. And 40,000 horsemen, men sitting on horses, 40,000 are dead, including their horses. 
but I don't know if the horses died. Smooth <laughs> and Smooth Shuba, captain of their army, who died there also. 19, look at 19. Now, the 19, and when all the king's seven had the desert saw that they were defeated by Israel, they made peace with Israel and served them. So the Syrians were free to help the Ammonites. Now, they helped the Ammonites' heart. They had lost that one too. <clears throat> so when you see people who cannot submit to God, they can't resist the problems of life. Yeah, you must learn to submit to God first. There's no way you can stand the vicissitudes of life. The nature that topsy turvy nature of life. Where today goes to much. I mean, our life is upward and forward, but without Christ, it's like this. You hit here, then you go. If you're not going to ask, you hit, you think you are coming, you hit again, then you go. You become a miner. You'll be digging down, 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 down. Hallelujah. So, we must submit to God. Now, when we say submitting to God, one of the main ways we submit to God is to submit to His Word. Is to submit to His Word. Because God is the Word, not to. First John 1. Sorry, John 1. In the beginning, before all things, all time, was the word Christ and the word was with God and the word was God himself. So when you submit to God, you submit to who? The word. Actually, can I put it this way? You submit to the it is written. The it is written. It is written. I was shocked recently when God was teaching me something. You know here, I taught you something. I taught you that when you have a problem, and you want to turn it around, you must go to God and ask him his will concerning the problem. And when you know his will, enforce the will. Recently, I had to deal with something. And I was shocked. I kept praying to God about his will. And the Holy Spirit will not talk back to me. So as he won't talk, but I was wondering. Then one night he visited me on my bed. Then he said, you should know better, Mubarak. So I saw a blank canvas. Like, you see the canvas he painted on? A blank one. Then he said, as you go higher, you should have the word so much in you. That what is not me, there's a there's a discerner. Is it because the word of God is a discerner? Is it Hebrews 4? Hebrews what? Hebrews 4 12. Go there. The word of God is quick. G- give me King James. Good, good. Keep it there. The for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. And it's a discerner. So, you see, when you watch these border traffic programs where people pass through the border and they carry cocaine, they have this liquid, okay? Is it liquid? They have this liquid. They pour it 
on the substance. So they will tell you, this is a test. This is a test, whatever. That's a discerner. If we pour it on this powder and it turns blue, it means what your is cooking. Do you get it? So it's not now that they are coming to argue, is this cocaine? Is this not cocaine? Someone say cocaine looks green. Someone say cocaine looks white. Someone say cocaine looks brown. No. Forget about what it looks. Forget about what it is. This magic substance will teach us whether it's cocaine. And you can't come and argue that they are, this thing is wrong because it's approved and tested. It's been approved. So when they catch you, they pour, they call you, they say, okay. When they pour, it turns blue. It, once it turns blue, they don't even talk, oh, Mr. Oda, you know those programs. Border Patrol, they call it. Look, buy the DST, how much DSTV? Uh, 150 CDs. Put DSTV in your house. It's not those things, they are not for rich people. Don't be thinking like that. Then they be a kind of say, and I will say, Now, if you think like that, how can you be rich? 50 CDs a month. You, the credit is better. You used to buy, buy DSTV and watch some of these programs. One day I went to the room and I saw some people ask me, I've paid for their, they are watching uh, Adum TV. I got angry. I said, what kind of... <laughs> okay. Then I will never pay this thing again. <laughs> me, I've paid what... What correct channel discovery and things? You are watching Adum TV, Max TV. Well, I mean, what is that? Then you, I won't even pay this thing again. I shall have mercy on them, man. I don't TV. Then you see white people saying tree. How can a white Malaysian woman as a never say, Uti Nayashi? Obo fruit knowing. How did she know both fruit? Hallelujah. So that liquid, when they pour it on the cocaine, it turns blue. Now, when he says the word of God is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart, what it means is that when you have the word sitting in you, you know what is right from wrong. You, know, you see, when you see the thing, you don't have to pray about it. Because it's in you, the word will judge the thing before it comes. Someone called me and said, my brother, I told you the story. My brother sees a man appears behind him and treasures it. Then he said later, I went to see padlock and something, the guy. Now, when I, I told him, let me sleep about it. I slept, I had a dream. I said, it's not, it's demonic. Then he said, oh, it's true. I even saw it. I said, yes. You see, ideally, even God does not want us to sleep over it. Yeah, because that's what the Holy Spirit was teaching me. You see, when Elijah got to the, got to Zarephath and the widow said, as surely as the Lord lives, there's not, that my, I, my son, this is the only meal we are going to eat and pass. <clears throat> the prophet did not go back to God. Because God had told him, I've made, I've, I've given you a widow in Zarephath to feed you. The prophet did not say, I'm going back to Zarephath. I'm going back to God to ask, God, is this the widow you said? Because this widow that I came to see, he, she is going to die. So I don't think this, because when God said it, that it was like a rich widow who God had given a lot of food to take care of Elijah. But what Elijah went to see was not a rich widow. But you see, because Elijah had the word in him, he did not go back to God. When he got there, he knew that, oh, if 
God sent me to this woman and this woman is broke. Then what it means is that God has sent me to come and make her rich so she will feed me. So I'm going to use a word in me to change her situation so I'll help her so she helps me. Descend. Quickly he descend. So when Satan comes to you, you see, Eve did not have this. Eve did not have the word. Listen, if Satan came to Eve and said, has the Lord said? Eve said, um, he said, he didn't say this. He didn't, she didn't say that. He only said this and this. He said, oh, don't mind him. He's lying. He's lying. He knows that when you eat, did, did, did this. You see, Eve yielded. She didn't have the it is written. Now, the blank canvas I saw was like, the Holy Spirit trying to tell me, have the word in you. He said, Mubarak, know the word. So that when he comes, last week I was sharing you, a fetish who prophesy, you know he's a fetish. An old gray-headed man, you have respect for him. You, you can't put it. But when a prophet prophesies, it's not easy. It takes the way. Now, you see all those things I've been sharing. When someone calls you and tells you about to die, all the things I've been... You saw today they were teaching us. You saw it. That don't, when someone calls you, don't even pay attention to those things. Now, you see what I was teaching you. Now, when a pastor prophesies, if you are not careful, you say, hey, he's a true man of God. Because he's the one who said you are Christ. And if he said you are Christ, then it means that. So that someone mentioned your name and said you die. God forbid. No, I won't die. I will not. There's not a time to die. The word in me, he visited me in the morning. He told me that next year we are laying foundation. He didn't tell me next year I'll lie in the coffin. You didn't hear it. If he did not tell me I'll lie in a coffin, I'm not lying. Ah, and it will not be next two years. Neither next three years. It will be a very long time when I finish everything I have to do and I'm gone. Ah! Till it is finished. I'm not going. So have the word. Matthew 21, 12. Let me show you this. Are you learning something? You see, God expects us to know what to do by the word. It's not every time that you must hear your pastor. You must pass the test too. Listen, for one, it's distraction for you, it's a test. For the person, they've tied a rope when he goes down. It's a hobby. They call it paragliding. They will be gliding on the air. But for you who don't have that accoutrement, when you enter the air, ooh, they are going to do your funeral. That those people who carry the funeral. What's their name? That beat that they've been using. Panana, na na na. When you do that noise, like panana. I saw a video of a lady. I don't know what entered her head. She was there were there was a pond of crocodiles. Then I think she was trying to take a video. I saw it on Vivat status. Then I don't know what happened. The crocodiles were coming. There. As she stepped there, slipping. Uh, then the the video and then it's like, ooh, it's like that is the end of the story. <laughs> this one she will not come back. <laughs> Even if her friend is a crocodile, 
the other crocodile will allow. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all the men, all out all them that sold and bought in the temple. Amplified. Give me t- uh, eleven. Let's maybe let's start. Okay, go to twelve. And Jesus went into the temple, whole temple enclosure, and drove out all who bought and sold in the sacred place. And he turned over the four-footed tables of the money changers and the chairs of those who sold doves. Now, there are many things that look like God, but they are not God. You enter the church. There are many things that look like God, but it's not God. If you don't have the word, you can't rebuke it. <clears throat> because Satan plays on our minds. Do you get it? You have Christians. One day I called a brother and I advised him. I noticed he started talking to a lot of girls. And I said, look, you will backslide. Because I sense that Satan has started talking to him that I will use a lady to help you. But he doesn't know that it's only to, to force him and backslide. And we said, very soon I'm going to be teaching on backsliding. I think it's been a while. Yeah, because I see a lot of people, they are joking with fire in the church. You, if you wake up, you just be talking to... Listen, somebody has sat, somebody who has come to church before, sat in the office and told me, five years ago, I was diagnosed with HIV. You, you just be in the church and you be proposing to people. You don't know what you are joking with. Ask your pastor, say, if you want to enter a relationship, pray about it first. And don't come and ask me anybody. Yeah. So people are joking with fire in the church. People have come from sinful backgrounds so, and they've just come to receive help. And you, you've seen a nice hair and a fair guy, you think is that's it. Just don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. He entered the church. He saw the thing. Is this God or is not God? Is this God or is not God? How would you know? How would you know? How? But you see, in verse 13, he said, the scripture says, so whatever he was doing, it was based on what the scripture had said. It is written. Now, when Satan lies to you, that I will use a woman to help you, when the Bible did he say you use a woman to help you? When even did he say you use a man to help you? No. So Satan is playing with you. Oh, you, you don't know his you are playing with fire. But he's lying to you. I will use a what? A woman to help you. So as you are doing, you see this one. Could it be this woman? I love you. Could it be this woman? I love you. Meanwhile, by the time you realize, you are dead and gone. But if you have the it is written, if you have the it is written, when he says, I'll use it, he says, man shall not live by bread alone. I say, I'll use this message. He says, no, you're a liar. When he comes and says, you are sick, you say, I am healed. That's what God was teaching me. Because Satan will come and speak but you, do you know that it is written? 
You can't say you won't go to school. Say, ah, my look, shakatabaya. Satan, I disagree with you. I disagree with you. And all Satan hates is for you to tell him you disagree. He can't tell you there's a sickness in your body. <laughs> you laugh. <laughs> I saw a video. A guy sent, a lady sent a guy. He said, I'm pregnant for you. Then I saw that he has laughed 98 minutes. The voice notes, the laughter is 90. It's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. You come, I tell you, listen, you go and do your own abortion. It's a when is straight. When Satan comes, you laugh. <laughs> I disagree with you, Satan. It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer. I am sucking these people because he said his house will be called a son. Ah, are you sure these are the people who pay tithes? The small business they do, they get the money and they pay the tithe. Why are you sucking them? You are destroying the church. You are destroying the businesses of the people. Shut up. It's devilish. It's not in conformance with the scripture. It's not what? In conformance with the scripture. So it must be in conformance with the scripture. And you can only know. So Jesus could have stood there and wondered, Ma, maybe let me leave them. Maybe let me leave. And that's how many of us, because we don't know what the scripture says, we've left faint lines between what should be straight and what should not be straight. And when you begin to live like that, when were we in the car, something like that, then somebody made a statement. I think it was in the house. Somebody made a statement. Uh-huh. We, we were coming to church and someone said, Hey, today, dear, Nathan is dressed and all the girls who fly. I say, shut up. That is a very carnal way of talking. All the girls who like him. I say, hey, don't ever open your mouth to say that again. Spiritual people, we don't talk loosely. You see a spiritual man or kasa anyhow. Pastor, before you realize, you'll be hitting girls' buttocks. Because it's your, you've, the lines have been blurred. You see a girl say, Phew. before you realize your, your, shep, your, your shepherd and sheep, your sheep is there. And you are doing, Phew. and you say, oh, shepo, <laughs> shepo, what's up? Because the lines are not drawn. When you're in the world, watch. When you come into Christ, no more watching. When my mother and I went, one day we sat in the shuttle and a certain girl was spying. So I just, I was just telling you, then she turned my head. Yeah. Hey! <coughs> Reflexology. <laughs> I just turned my head like that. I said, don't watch in here. In the world, but in church, we don't watch. Well, you'll be watching like that. Before you see somebody, married woman, you'll be watching her. The husband will come and knock you. Yeah, because anything you allow, you don't sort of put a straight cut on. Bible says this. If you allow the blood, now many things are happening. You know, people are saying, you're right, you're right, you're this. Brother, the Bible is straight. 
The Bible is straight. Me, me, I'm a, naturally, I'm a very liberal person. I don't mean to for, but you see, becoming a pastor has taught me many things. That sometimes, if you are lib- too liberal, people, people will be, people will perish at your hand. The truth is the truth, and we must stand for the truth. In your own small way, do it. How can you stand for the truth? Many Christians, they don't know the truth. That is why you see Christians that God has told that go into the other world and save them. They will stand and say, a Christian in church, painter, I say there are many ways to God. Where in the Bible did they write that there are many ways to God? Does it mean you should hate people? No. One of my very good friends is a Muslim. Yeah. He was even my best part of my best man. Yeah. A very good friend. Me and him from class one. He comes to the house, we eat together. But I told him, me, I've preached Christ to you. I've even prophesied to him he'll be a prophet. Every time I thought he'll be insulting me. I said, me, it's joke, joke, but I've told you, if God comes, my hands are clean. You were there when I was telling him. I've told him, I told you, look, I've told you that Jesus is the Savior. He'll be insulting me. Pastor Shrena, every day we pray for him. But I've told him. No, he's my good friend. He's a very good person. He's a very good person. If he was not a good person, as a pastor, I would not have put a Muslim in my destiny. It may, may sound blasphemous. I mean, it's, it's my wedding. It's not your own. When you, you are doing your wedding, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. A Muslim, he was part. Yeah. But I love him very much. But I've told him. And that, so it shows you the hearts we have. We don't hate people. But the truth is the truth. Huh? The truth is. And we must stand for the truth. And we can only stand for the truth when we know the truth. And by knowing that we see, we know that it is written. Hallelujah. Look forward. We are wrapping up. Are you being blessed? So, you see, the, it is written is the basis for knowing what is right. And it is by adhering to that it is written that we pass the test. Then Jesus, full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan. And was led in by the Holy Spirit. Verse 2. For during 40 days in the wilderness. Desert. Where he was tempted. Tried. Tested exceedingly. By the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. When they were completed. He was hungry. 3. Then the devil said to him. If you are the son of God. Turn the stone into bread. Now, Brother Peter, what could have been a more perfect time? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe this is God trying to give me food. God knows I'm hungry. And this is God trying to give me food. Because that's, that's the meaning. He's hungry. And now they say, you tell me. Now, you need a job. Somebody said, I'll give you a job. But he said, you sleep with you. You see, that is when you see that the word is not in you. Because you, Satan, the princes, you remember the princes who advised the king of Ammon? They'll come and say, oh, don't you know God helps those who help themselves? And God has sent you help. Yeah, it's a nice way God helps people. So just do it because it's God's way. How many people can have access to this MD if you are privileged? One lady, the, 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 the boss was trying to sleep with him. Then he went to tell the other, he said, you're a fool, papa. You, you've gotten and the boss wants to sleep and you are here. If we got it, it will be us. <laughs> Look at this advice. 
I was telling the band today that Satan through this LGBTQ has made homos uh, what's the name? Fornication now is like made him a bonus. Yes. Because right now it's like if you are fornicating, you are okay. At least if you are fornicating with a woman, a man sleeping with a woman, it's a sin, but you dare let's put you aside. So if you see your son fornicating with, God forbid, with another lady, you'll be happy because at least you know that he did not go for a boy. So Satan has crippled fornication. Meanwhile, fornication was like the wow, what does this thing? But right now, Satan has just made a small boy. You are praying he doesn't go and carry another. But if it's a girl there, you even clap for him. <laughs> you see what Satan is telling our audience. But Jesus knew. He had the word. He knew even though I'm hungry, this is not one of those opportunities. He knew that God would send angels to come and help him. He was not supposed to fall for the temptation. So Jesus said, he turned to Satan and said, look at it. He said, go to verse 4. And Jesus replied to him and said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. It's like, Satan, I have the word. What is staring at you? What is Satan trying to use to deceive you? Whenever he comes, you must pass the test. What is in you? Lama shataya kabala. Shanda bada bada bada. Help me, Lord. That's your prayer. Lead me, Lord. And I will follow. Lead me, Lord. And I For listening to this podcast, visit www.christaboundinglove.com and our social media handles at the Christ Abounding Love Church for more audio messages and details on all upcoming conferences. God bless you.